0: The Gospel of John, according to the 16th chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So I have a question for you this morning. What do a three-leaf clover, an ice cube, and the sun have in common? (laughs) Not much. They all fall short as ways of explaining the Holy Trinity, the doctrine that says that God is three distinct persons in one. All three of these analogies stumble into a heresy, a belief that's contrary to Christian tradition, known as modalism. That says that God exists in different forms or modes, but isn't actually three distinct persons. If you are going to insist on having an explanation, the best one I've come across says that the Bible says that when it comes to God, one plus one plus one is one. Of course, in the math we learn in school, that doesn't work either. (laughs) And maybe that is the best way to answer questions about the Trinity. To name that it is beyond our comprehension, our rationale or logic. God doesn't follow any of our careful plans or fit into neat boxes or formulas that add up. In today's gospel, Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. There simply are truths about God and God's actions that we cannot understand. What scripture provides isn't answers or explanations, but inspiration that helps us know who God is and who we are as God's people. Before I ever went to seminary, I went on a women's retreat with my home congregation, and I remember the Bible studies throughout that weekend looked at passages that offered language that, for God that was different from Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Some of the participants were uncomfortable With Matthew's image of God as a mothering hen or Isaiah's illustration of God as a laboring mother. Imagining God when God is beyond our understanding is challenging. Being attentive to the language we use for God isn't about replacing or dismissing traditional language. Instead, the many scriptural images for God help us expand our understanding of who God is. Liturgical scholar and author Gail Ramshaw describes the images in scripture as treasures, writing that some of the treasure is old and some is new. And treasure that is old is often of more value than that which is new, just as old images may be layered with more meaning for the self and for community. But if we forget, if we think that only old treasures are valuable, we forget that God's Spirit continues each week to offer our world signs of divine mercy. The different words to describe God can feel strange in our mouths but for the person who has suffered abuse from an earthly parent or bullying in school finding God as a fortress or an avenger in the Psalms or as a refuge in Jeremiah may bring comfort And for anyone who is awed by the beauty of our natural world, seeing God as a dove and an eagle in Mark and Deuteronomy, or as rain and thunder in Hosea and Exodus, help us connect with our Creator God. Today's reading from Proverbs 8 invites us to expand our understanding of God, to include woman wisdom. In scripture, the feminine Sophia or wisdom can refer to the Holy Spirit. And in these verses, we hear her testify that she was there at the beginning of God's creating work. As God's companion, she was there at the first, before the beginning of the earth. Some hear this text echoed in the prologue of John's gospel, where the evangelist John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. The Trinity is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Trinity is God, Jesus, and wisdom. In these verses, wi- woman wisdom calls out to all that live as she retells the creation story and how she rejoiced with God and delighted in the inhabited world and in the human race. The Hebrew verb there is actually not rejoice, but play. So Old Testament scholar Robert Alter translates verses 30 and 31 as I was his delight day after day playing before him, at all times, playing in the world, his earth and my delight with humankind. Author David Weiss has written a version of the creation story where he pictures the creator giggling as she imagines all the things that she will make and humming as she scoops up the softest, nicest-smelling earth and makes humus beings. The delight and the joy of creation is contagious. And the object of this divine delight is us. We delight God. Let me say that again. You and I delight God. In a world that measures success by productivity, it's easy to forget that play and delight and joy are all part of a well-ordered world. But they are. And in our modern world filled with division and contention, cynicism and conflict, it is easy to lose sight of one another as beings who, in whom God delights. But we are. Psalm 8 continues this theme of divine joy and delight. The psalmist asks in verse 4, What are mere mortals that you should be mindful of them? Human beings that you should care for them. The psalm assures us that God knows and remembers each one of us making us little less than divine and crowned with glory and honor. And then it acknowledges how God has entrusted us with care for each other and for all the work of God's hands. The same God who delights in us, invites us to care for the awesome creation we enjoy, to see God's majesty in it, and to find joy and delight in that trust and care. May our lives honor God's invitation into life together, and may we find joy and delight in it. God is pray. Holy God, in the beginning you were there, and the word was there, and wisdom was there. And from the beginning, you delighted in humankind and have shown us your majesty and your mercy. Open our ears and our hearts to hear you call to us and to respond to your word and spirit, your son and wisdom. Amen. Amen.